Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of secondary biliary cholangitis found under the gastrointestinal section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 46-year-old obese woman presents to her gastrointestinal doctor for colicky right upper quadrant pain and pruritus. She denies having any weight loss, fevers, or chills. She does report having pruritus worse at night, as well as fatigue and light-colored stools. Labs demonstrate elevated alkaline phosphatase. A right upper quadrant ultrasound demonstrates intrahepatic dilation of the bile ducts and stones in the gallbladder. She is scheduled for a consultation with general surgery and started on ursodeoxycholic acid and cholestyramine. Let's continue with an introduction to secondary biliary cholangitis. As a general overview, secondary biliary cholangitis results from long-standing extrahepatic biliary obstruction. Risk factors include obstructive lesions such as gallstones, biliary strictures, malignancy such as pancreatic cancer, and inflammation such as in the setting of pancreatitis. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is extrahepatic obstruction of the bile ducts, which causes increased pressure in the intrahepatic ducts. This causes injury in the biliary tree, including fibrosis. Moving on to the presentation, common symptoms will include fatigue, pruritus that is worse at night, dark urine, light-colored stools, and right upper quadrant pain. On exam, one may note jaundice, hepatosplenomegaly, and some patients may have xanthomas or xanthelasma. In terms of further imaging, ultrasound is indicated to assess for hepatobiliary disease. This includes the etiology of extrahepatic obstruction. Specific views should be of the right upper quadrant. Findings may include gallstones and intrahepatic versus extrahepatic ductal dilation. In terms of further studies, serum labs should include liver function tests, which will demonstrate a cholestasis pattern. This includes increases in direct bilirubin and increases in alkaline phosphatase. One may also note elevated cholesterol levels. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about primary biliary cholangitis, with key distinguishing factors being that there may be positive autoantibodies, which include anti-mitochondrial antibody. Also think about hemochromatosis, with key distinguishing factors being that this will present with the triad of cirrhosis, diabetes, and bronze skin pigmentation. And also think about Wilson's disease. Key distinguishing factors include that patients typically present before age 40, and there may be cirrhosis, neurologic disease, psychiatric disease, and kaiser Flusher rings in the eyes. And with regards to treatment, remember that the management approach involves treating the underlying condition. This may include a cholecystectomy for cholelithiasis. Medical options include ursodeoxycholic acid. This is indicated for all patients. Another option is cholestyramine. This is indicated for severe pruritus that is refractory to other therapies. And lastly, complications related to secondary biliary cholangitis include ascending cholangitis. That's all for this review about secondary biliary cholangitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. 
As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.